Hi and welcome to Terra Dotus Climate Podcast. Focusing on developing countries, we hope to cover a range of issues relating to climate change, renewables, climate finance and many more. Today's guest is Cedric Tandong. He is the CEO of 3 Wheels United. He has been working in India on the smart use of technology for over 10 years and holds a master's in systems and information management. He began his career as a business analyst at Tata Consultancy Services doing market research on fast-moving consumer goods in France. Cedric also previously founded a company in Cameroon, the e-commerce space. Cedric is TWU's mastermind when it comes to operationalizing the impossible as he loves organizing, coordinating and executing under unpredictable circumstances. He also holds a second graduate degree in business management and has lived and worked in four countries across three continents. I'm Kizi Manjan and I'll be your host for today. Hi Cedric, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm going to get started by asking you this. Take us through your career path. It feels like you've taken a few turns on the road before heading three wheels. We'd love to know more about your journey. Well, about my journey. First, well, I'm born Cameroonian. Thus, uh, two years of age, I lived in Cameroon until post my first degree, and then. in between somewhere i think my first visit to india was in 2008 while i was visiting the country and uh, studying a bit of it and then uh, post that i moved to france i had an opportunity to come back to india to work as management consultant for a french company that was outsourcing its market research division i spent about two and a half years in india and then post that went back to france completed my masters from business school and for about a year in France in a very interesting I'd say company that was picking up ideas from university labs creating patents out of them and either selling those patents or creating standalone businesses and somewhere in between that my entrepreneurial spirit kicked in and I left my job one day and moved back to India and that is how uh, three worlds came about so I've been in India since 2014 this time so uh quite a while in India riding on still with Rivers United. Oh, that's brilliant. Tell us more about Rivers United. What is the basic premise behind your company? What kind of challenges did you face when you kind of kicked off? Was fundraising a problem for instance? Well, Rivers United has out a one primary mission and a secondary mission. Its primary mission is to convert all uh, light vehicles into electric and so reducing pollution but we are very conscious that a lot of the operators of these light vehicles low income low literate population so the side mission is that we create a business model that supports these people financially as they transition to driving electric vehicles our intention is to start this in india and then why not export it to different parts of the world that requires it uh three wheels united does this by financing or alternatively financing the transition to these electric vehicles with build technology that makes i'd say the high touch lending model of microfinance institutions into a low touch which makes it very profitable and very efficient and with this model we're deploying capital in the market facilitating that transition to electric vehicles so that's primarily what we do the way we see ourselves is that we're an ecosystem uh, builder so we have partnerships with uh, manufacturers we leverage on the government schemes that exist 
We have partnerships with charging and battery swapping companies. We have partnerships with ride hailing companies to provide work for our drivers. And what we do is we build a technology to connect all of these partners together and we finance the growth. So that's uh, a bit of what Three Wheels is all about. And what kind of challenges did you face when you kicked off? Like every, I'd say, a small company, when we started, we face typical challenges. So one is uh, market acceptance. I think we brought in a very new product to a market that had not yet seen electric vehicles. Uh, I think that market is still not yet mature. So there is that challenge is still persistent. Secondly, we're operating in a space that has, I'd say, over 90% of vehicles deployed on the road through financing. And majority of the drivers who drive these vehicles won't, say, have created savings in the past, but we still have our financial systems, which are demanding these drivers to contribute maybe 30% upfront costs for these vehicles, right? So this becomes a challenge even in taking up these assets. Those are what are market challenges, I'll say. And then from, from a company perspective, I was new in an Indian environment, so I had to learn quickly what to do to uh, make the dream come true in that environment. And there are all sorts of challenges in that. And then uh, just operating in India has its own challenges, but one which also counters because the market is extremely big. On one side, you have challenges, but once you crack it, then you have access to uh, quite a large market. So those are a bit of a challenges. Some of them still persist today. And it's the things we're still trying to solve. And so have you learned the term Joel and Jugar? Jugar. <laughs> typical Indian terms where... <laughs> yes. Well, I've not polished my Hindi and Canada yet. The way I say it is when I first moved to India, I started learning Hindi, Canada, and uh, Tamil at the same time, and then it messed it all up. So I was making one sentence with three languages inside. But now I'm picking up on Hindi. But yeah, that's that's the business environment I live in. So yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Can I ask, are you based out of Bangalore and therefore are you looking only at Bangalore in terms of expansion? I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm running a little bit ahead of in my terms of my question. Are you looking at expanding into other cities or is Bangalore kind of the base for now? The company's headquarters in Bangalore, but we've already expanded in multiple cities which are out of Bangalore. We've had uh, small trials running in Hyderabad, in uh, Chennai, up north in Uttar Pradesh. We've had partnerships in Delhi doing a bit of trials there. So we, we anticipate to go uh, pan-India. Of course, there is a growth plan that we're following. So we're not just going to jump into every state at any point in time. But if you also look at it, the, the Indian states are rapidly moving towards adopting their EV policies. And there is one part of it is adoption and one part of it is actually executing on these EV policies. So we're looking at states which are forward-thinking so that we can create a better story there to tell everybody else and facilitate the movement, the shift to electric vehicles. And a report from 2020 March, I happen to read that three weeks are signed to finance 10,000 electric autos in the city over the next year, then hit a target of one like autos by 2024. And do you also plan to expand into other vehicle segments? So our category is light electric vehicles, which would include... Mm -hmm whether it's cargo, especially today with the COVID pandemic situation where a lot of people are working from home and there's a high demand of good delivery at home. So we're looking, this is a market where the unit economics works pretty much around the same to passenger vehicles. So it's just going to be a different variant. 
Beyond that as well, we're thinking right in the future, we're also going to look at two wheelers, but that is uh, a space we're not touching yet. We're still talking to some people to see uh, what the unit economics are there. But yes, you are completely right. Our target is 10,000 vehicles. We're building the, I'd say, the financial capacity to do that. We actively fundraising for those number of vehicles. We have a plan which has remained as aggressive as it was pre-COVID. And yeah, we're looking forward to delivering on that. You answered my question. I was going to ask you, has COVID affected the plans? And it does not appear to have, which is fabulous, I think. In terms of numbers, and if you look at the market in general, the Indian market has remained quite bullish on uh, EVs, even with the pandemic. I think it's a good time to make the shift because we've had, I would say, change in behavior. But that behavior also showed us that we needed a planet which was greener, not by making every car stop working, but rather by changing these cars to greener one. So I think the case is very clear. A lot of the players are still bullish on it. There is a bit of, I'll say, instability. If you look at it from a financing perspective, financiers are still a bit holding back to understand a bit the impact of the pandemic before they start disbursing capital. But all of these reasons are things why we're still on our target. We might vary from one vehicle variant to another, but then the overall goal remains the same. That's fabulous. I love to hear about impacts now. What kind of impacts have you had with 3 United? And you have multiple sides of the business, right? From financing to vehicle supply. It would be great to hear some examples, please. Well, so if you look at impact, we look at impact from the highest level to metrics. So we're targeting a lot of drivers who are renting or own two-stroke vehicles. These vehicles would contribute to about 64 tons of CO2 during their lifetime. By replacing any of these vehicles, we're assuming by default that we are saving that amount of CO2 from being released into our cities. Beyond that, we also look at the earning capacity of drivers. So because of the low operations cost of these vehicles and the positive financial benefit from rental to owning, the drivers more than double their income. So from an impact perspective, on the highest level, those are the two things that we measure. And then when you go down into it, you would see that it's a matter of creating jobs. It's providing livelihood to drivers and their family. It's giving cleaner air to our citizens in whatever city we're deploying these vehicles in. So that's where the impact stands today. And we we are an impact first company. So we measure all of these things and it's the reason behind why we do what we do. That's great to hear. I also read about your app launching in September 2020. Tell us more about this as well, please. Oh, yeah. So this is something which has been in the pipeline. So if you look, uh, Three Wheels was a community-based, has always been a community-based organization. While we financed over 3,000 vehicles, we have over 30,000 drivers within our community, which we help either by uh, helping them get documents, we prepare them for financing, we interact with their families at different levels. So it has always been a plan to take out that interaction from in-person into a digital platform. COVID gave us an opportunity, I'd say, uh, sometimes life throws you lemon, you have to make a lemonade out of it. So COVID gave us an opportunity to move interaction to a digital platform. So we I'd say an amazing job to my tech team who quickly turned around this project within a month and we had a live platform up and running, over 10,000 downloads already, were mostly drivers from our community. Yeah, we're going strong on that as well. So our interactions today, whether people want to get a loan, whether they want to 
have some documents. They could see different charging stations or charging points, service points, et cetera, et cetera, all on this app. We're going to aggressively push the app. It's specific for drivers. So there is a whole registration process. So um, I'd urge people who are not drivers not to download the app. <laughs> but if you have any person <laughs> who are drivers to download and register on it, because there's a whole bunch of services they can benefit from. This is how we see the future. I guess that's the new normal. We are going to push this up to our drivers, use that to help them in whatever way we're delivering our services to them. And that will be a platform to connect to drivers. That sounds amazing. I love that there's a whole infrastructure that's actually built on the app, right? So yes. everything from just uh, connections being built and having the right services, really. That's amazing. That's actually amazing, Cedric. I'd love to know now about how politics and policy have played a role in the growth of your company. What more does the government need to do to help you and others like you in terms of policies or programs? First to start, I think the Indian government is doing an amazing job. Um, if you look at it, I think it's one of the forward thinking governments when it comes to making electric vehicles a reality. The implementation is always more trickier than uh, putting policies in place, but there's always much more we can do. Our role in there is also to help the policymakers make the right decisions, I'd say. So if you ask me what does the government need to do, I would say that today there is a lot of focus around um, whether it's uh, battery swapping or battery charging that is going to, I'd say, take over the market. Well, we've modeled and modeled from real-life scenarios that battery swapping at scale would be the most efficient way of operating electric vehicles. But then, given the type of market we're operating in, you probably need to start with uh, charging and then slowly from peer-to-peer charging and then migrate into swapping. So I think while the government is considering or allowing private players to play whatever role they have to play, there is challenges around standardization. So um, different players uh, were using, say, the same type of chargers and things like that because it would allow multiple vehicles to leverage on whatever infrastructure has already been created rather than each individual creating their own infrastructure for their specific vehicles, which makes it a challenge even for financiers to finance, because what if that company goes out of existence? But I think there is a lot more to be done there. There is still some governments who are creating their EV policies. It's really to push on those and get them operational as soon as possible. And that would create conducive environment for players like ourselves to come in and do our best work to facilitate that conversion. Are there any particular governments, uh, state governments, for instance, that you think you can single out and say they've been really the most forward ones of the whole lot? Well, uh, Bangalore has always been forward thinking a lot of these things. Uh, Karnataka had its uh, policies, EV policy, almost two or three years ago. Well, we've a proof of the fact is that we've deployed vehicles in the city and got these registered. This is not seen in all states, but then I would say it's work in progress, right? There isn't any state to single out or not to single out. We're all running the same race here. It's the same target, I would say. Right. Okay. And is there awareness in the media about the work that you do? And does there need to be more in terms of PR or press or just awareness in general? I think that is the big thing which is lacking. I think awareness both on the consumer and the users of these vehicles, right? Because if a driver is convinced that getting an electric vehicle means that he's going to get more rides or more people choosing him on road than his 
non-EV counterparts. All of that has to happen mm. through uh, awareness. And then I also think it's about convincing the mass to join the movement, right? Because the only way to do it is that you have more stories coming out, people talking about if they were earning more, coming out and talking about those stories, and then the press picking it up, I'd say more and more people. So you get more people to adopt, and because they adopt, you get more stories, and that's how you push a movement. There is a clear need for more to be done on the, I'd say, awareness end. What have you as a company done? Have you done any kind of awareness campaigns in that sense? Yes, we've done a lot. Um, well, we have a whole PR firm working on creating mm-hmm. awareness. We do marketing uh, activities with our vehicle manufacturing partners in different cities. We talk to customers. So there's a lot that we're doing, but there is, I think it's not a three wheels united problem alone. It's an ecosystem problem. It's probably the world's problem that we need to push adoption of electric vehicles. We just can't do it all by ourselves. Uh, I think the more people are talking about it, the better it goes and the quicker we move to adopting clean, uh, light electric vehicles. Thank you for that. So you're a 2020 Henry Arnold Fellow by, by the Mulago Foundation. Tell us more about this, please. Yeah, no, I was um, very happy that Mulago Foundation chose us for this. Um, they're a very prestigious, I'd say, uh, organization. They give you a $100,000. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, it's very handy. <laughs> they give you a $100,000 grant without any restrictions, which helps a business as ours, because you always need different pops of capital, be it uh, market capital, but also philanthropic capital to de-risk the market, your standard market capital. Yeah, personally, I'm proud. I'm very happy that they brought me into the program. I met some very amazing people working on different solutions to reduce uh, CO2 in different industries across the world. I think I really hope that the world has more and more programs like that with very good mentors, but also very good backing to support organizations such as ours. Congratulations on that. I would love to know more about how has India been as an experience for you? I know you, you came to India in different parts of your life in that sense, and you've been here for almost 10 plus years in bits and parts. Any significant challenges? Well, I grew up in a world where I find it very interesting to solve challenges. So I think I look at it from a very different perspective. But just to talk about India, I think India has been home to me, like I rightly mentioned, for over 10 years now. I've enjoyed the culture. I've traveled a lot. I've learned a lot of things. But more importantly to me, it was where uh, my entrepreneurial journey really started. I saw India when uh, a lot of what was happening in India was uh, consulting services before Ola even existed. And then I saw India through the transition of creating its own companies for Indian services. And I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot from my peers, uh, learned a lot just being in the country. And uh, of course, uh, just like in every country or in every market, you would have challenges. But that's, as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, that's what makes your day exciting. I'm really happy that I haven't had the same day ever since I started Three Wheels United, and I look forward to more of it. That sounds brilliant. You've talked about building a for-profit social enterprise being no walk in the park. That's your words, I think, is how you've described the whole experience. So what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs who are interested in starting up? Well, I think, first of all, you need to believe in your idea. You need to be original. 
keep it simple and offer a service that has value to people. If I just think of it off my mind, those are the quick things that I'll tell somebody. So a bit of myself, right? I came from a, a management consulting background, purely for-profit mindset where everything was result-driven. But if you're trying to build a business that creates value to a certain extent, I think there is a lot of patience that needs to be exercised. There are different rules of engagement. You're going to be operating mostly with low-income population and possibly low-literate population. So um, the speed at which you're going to do things might not be that fast, but I trust that the results would be way more gratifying than any other sort of business you could create. So I'd say to young entrepreneurs that don't give up, stay on your passion, and you would be rewarded. Thanks so much for that. And now to my last question. You know, this is something I, I ask all my podcasters at the end. We have this issue of climate change coming from your background and, you know, your experience with three wheels as well. What would your call of action be to our listeners? To your listeners, I think it's multifold. There are people who are investing in such uh, businesses. I think they need to be patient and diligent because there's there is a hype around uh, climate change, I'd say, which means you have a whole bunch of ideas, which and so not every idea is worth spending time on. So I think investors should be diligent and look into the things that really create value. To enthusiasts, I would say there's a lot out there happening. It takes a lot to start something than to think about an idea. So if whatever the idea is, just start it and start running. And then to users of, I'll say, electric mobility, or please do support the ecosystem as much as possible. Mostly the drivers, they need it. That would be my words to your listeners. Thank you so much, Cedric. We've had a lovely time talking to you and we've learned so much about what Trevis is up to as well. And we wish you the best of luck for taking the business forward. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Preeti. Have a lovely day.